What if I told you there's a way you could be a second shooter at a family session so you can see exactly how the photographer prepares, how they interact with their clients, what they say when they're posing, or when they choose to use fluid motion, what they do when kids might not cooperate or dad might not be in the session. What if I told you there's a way you can see what the gear is that they're using, where they're positioning themselves when they're shooting, what factors they're taking into consideration when they're shooting, what if I told you there was a way you could see what their straight out of camera images look like, and then you could see their editing process too, so you know exactly how they get those start to finish images and those polished ones you see in your Instagram feed. Now what if I told you you could be that second shooter without ever having to leave your house? What if I told you that not only do you get to watch it from home, but you didn't have to remember every single thing you were trying to learn the first time you watched it? What if you could watch and rewatch as much as you wanted? How would that improve your images, your posing, your confidence? Now, what if I told you there is a way you could be a second shooter, not only for one photographer, but 26. That's exactly what you'll experience inside the 2024 online family retreat. Your inspiration will soar, your art will improve, your posing will become more fluid, and your confidence is going to increase so, so much. And honestly, your clients are going to feel so much more comfortable. Head on over to themilkyway.ca slash family retreat. It all gets underway May 29th, and we hope to see you there. Maybe this is for you listening and you're like, oh, I'm not at the height of what I used to be, but maybe you're living that perfect dream life where maybe you don't need it to be that anymore and it can shift and you can still be successful. You are as successful as you think you are. (laughs) So my success isn't tied to what I make or how many followers I have anymore. It's does this fit into my life? And is this the life that I want to be living? And I am so much happier than I was when I was fighting so hard to be number one or have the most followers or make the biggest income or, you know, have everybody's attention. And it's kind of crazy amazing. And I love the ebb and flow that we can have. I love the success is limitless. I love that anybody can be famous. I love that inspiration can take us anywhere. We can dream big and all those cliche things, but I love what I feel like it's taught me that success doesn't come from dollar amounts or followers. You know, success is really what we, what we make it to be. Welcome to the Art and Soul Show, where we dive into heart-opening chats on photography, business, life, and that messy in-between. I'm your host, Lisa DeJaso, a mom, a photographer, and entrepreneur, and I'll be sharing honest conversations and advice for photographers with insight on mindset, entrepreneurship, and creativity. The goal of this podcast is for you to be able to gain insights and strategies that will get you real results, because let's face it, having a photography business can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. This is a place you can go when you need a boost of encouragement, a kick in the pants, and inspiration to pick up your camera. This is the Art and Soul Show. 
Hi friend, I am so glad you are back and tuning into today's conversation. Today I am chatting with Trey from Devoted Nets. Now I have known Trey for almost 11 years. She was one of the very first prop vendors that I worked with and she's become a dear friend. Now she loves the prop industry and she's been knitting and creating for newborns since 2010 with her knits being worn by both of Kelly Clarkson's babies and featured in Us Weekly, Entertainment Tonight and people.com. I love our conversation. We just riff off each other and it is non-stop giggles and laughter. So I hope you take away lots of juicy nuggets from this conversation. And without further ado, here is Trey. Welcome. Hey, so nice to meet you guys. I'm so excited to talk with you some more today. So tell us who you are and what you're passionate about. Sure. My name is Trey Bolin and oh my gosh, what am I not passionate about? (laughs) Um, I like a lot of things and I'm just, I've figured out that I am a serial entrepreneur. I love ideas and I love seeing them come into fruition. Yeah. So I have had lots of ideas over the past years. My idea that brought us together, Devoted Knits, Knitting Outfits, for newborn photographers. I make props. I do blankets and headbands and sets. And I love it. Love it. I also do photography and I love cooking. There's just so many things that I am passionate about, but I'm excited to talk to you more about Devoted Knits today. I love it. So I love origin stories. So can you share how you got into the newborn prop industry? <laughs> oh my goodness, this is a crazy story. So, a friend taught me to knit when I was in my 20s. My grandma taught me to crochet when I was in my teens. And my husband and I were kind of on the struggle bus. We had just gotten married. He was working like $14 an hour job. I was wiping butts for old people. Uh, I used to do in-home care for the elderly. So taking care of people, doing all that kind of work that people don't love to do, but I actually, I love taking care of people. I'm not a saint by any means, but I just love, love to care for people. So anyway, I was knitting and a friend of mine who was a wedding photographer was like, Hey, you know, um, people are like taking pictures of babies. Have you ever thought of like knitting stuff for babies? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I guess I could. So I started like investigating, looking on Pinterest because we we only had Pinterest then. This is before all the things. Yeah. And I was like, oh, people are like using this kind of yarn. And I was like putting together some things and making copies of what I was seeing and got an Etsy and did my darndest and it was terrible. It was so (laughs) awful. I was like camera phoning it with a flip phone. It was so bad. My husband had a camera that he let me borrow and even those pictures were bad. But the way that it all exploded is I had a photographer from Canada buy some of my products and she got them and she was like, hey, I have got to tell you, these are lovely and I can tell you're working very hard on them, but they don't fit. And she gave me feedback and I cried. I got the email. I sobbed buckets because I was so sad that like this beautiful thing that I had made didn't work. But she gave me pointers and I took her advice 
And I changed and I adjusted and I started finding my way in the prop industry. It was like a baby then. There was like 12 there people was like, doing it. There was seriously like four people. <laughs> yes. Four. <laughs> yes. I knew everyone because <laughs> it was me and, yep. you know, these three <laughs> other ladies. And we were knitting our fingers to the friggin' bone. Oh, I know. And I was like, I don't know how you guys are doing this. This is, this is amazing. I did get carpal <laughs> tunnel. <laughs> I had to get some cortisone shots. Not going to lie. Did some real damage on my hands. <laughs> but it was all for the babies. <laughs> it was all for the photos. <laughs> and I don't know. That's how it all began. Um, and it's kind of crazy. I developed the big bump blanket. Yep. And the development of that was kind of crazy. I saw people using this material and I thought, I can use this in a different way. Yeah. I'm going to make a blanket out of it. And I just, I do not have a marketing background. I do not know what I am doing. It was definitely a God moment of inspiration and helping me to like navigate this new industry along with timing and, you know, timing is essential and inspiration and then motivation. (laughs) My husband lost his job. (laughs) Definitely some motivation to like figure out how to make this thing work. I actually moved in with my sister um, into her, her condo and I was helping nanny for her and we really had no income. We were living in Colorado. Like I needed this to work <laughs> and it just exploded. It yeah. exploded with that creation of the big bump blanket. And now yeah. they're called bump blankets. Thanks, I know. Thanks to me. No one knows that it. it's okay. I don't need a plaque, but <laughs> it, it's kind of crazy that you can have this idea That seems really small and insignificant and you can really affect an entire industry. And um, it's crazy. That's how it all started. I love that. Oh, that's such a great story. Okay. So my very first course was called Illuminate and it was all on studio lighting for newborns. Yes. And so I like, I'm not technical. I've never really been technical. I just wanted to share (laughs) what I was doing. So I called backlighting dream lighting. And that's what everybody called it since. Yes. And I was like, Look did what I, I do that? I think <laughs> you did that. You did that. We we didn't know what we were doing. No, but we just said it with confidence. <laughs> and everyone was like, that's what they're called now. That's what yep. we call this. This is amazing. Let's write that down. For the rest of the land, people don't even know why. Like, why no. is it called a bump blanket? I no. No. I love it. I'm, I'm like, I'm crying. I'm laughing so hard right now already. And we're like five minutes in. This is so good. So I want to talk, because we've talked about this a few times, and I think it's just such an important conversation. So I want to talk about your perspective on photographer and vendor relationships and what it takes to create a successful partnership where it feels fair to you, the vendor, and you're not feeling taken advantage of, and the photographer's not feeling taken advantage of either. Because I think... This can go so sideways so quickly. Yes, yes. I feel like because I am a vendor and a photographer, I really can speak to both sides of this. And because I started as a vendor, I have my heart in the vending part of it. Um, But I can appreciate the photography part of it. So I think number one, communication, expectation, and communication. That is huge. I felt like as a vendor, when I was seeking out photographers to work with, to partner with, it was Like I even had contracts at one point Mm -hmm. because I wanted them to know what to expect from me. 
and I wanted them to know what I was expecting in return. And I found that by being very clear about my expectations, I wasn't hurt. And I'm a really sensitive person. I mean, come on, what artist isn't sensitive? Like we can just get our feelings hurt. And sometimes it's just because of lack of communication or lack of expectations. And so I feel like when I'm wanting to enter into a relationship with someone that is a business partnership, that I want it to be beneficial on both sides. So I feel like there's room for give and take. There's room for me saying like, hey, this is what I would like to do. What do you think? Or what are your expectations for me? What would you hope that I would do for you? And I think a big part of it too is putting our egos aside. Yes. When we start to feel like, well, you wouldn't have a picture without my stuff. Well, you wouldn't like, (laughs) I mean, I do need the people to be taking the pictures with the baby. Like we are both mutually benefiting and both on the same level of importance. And I feel like if we truly love and respect each other, then a lot of that just dissipates. When we bring our ego into it and we can't allow for the other person to be on an equal playing field with us, that's when it's dangerous. And that's when usually there's just a lot of hurt. And Mm -hmm. I feel like the majority of feuds or things that I've heard about or not been a part of because I try to stay away from the drama, but just observing (laughs) it's a lot of just hurt feelings or miscommunication or, you know, maybe a lack of trust or, you know, or a mistake, a simple mistake that we weren't able to communicate clearly to each other about. I know I probably am like maybe not the norm. And like, I, love to send apology gifts like oh my goodness like this did not go the way I wanted to go and I just want you to have a good feeling for me so I'll send you something because I want you to love me because at the heart I just want everyone to love me so you are my people you are my people (laughs) like I love people by baking food I like to fill people with food so that they feel full we get rid of all the bad feelings because it's just filled with food So that's how I feel about my knitting business. Yeah. You know, I I want to go the extra mile. You know, I've had some snafus lately with mailing and shipping. Yeah. That is, I got, I moved to a rural area. We don't have the same mail carrier all the time. I I have a long driveway. It's just a very more not a suburban scenario. So I've just, I feel like I've been doing some apologizing lately because it blew off my porch. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yes. Like the male lady was like, I think. And it was like dripping wet. And I was like, okay, I'm glad that I'm getting it back now. Oh my goodness. So, you know, just going that extra mile and saying, yeah, I'd love to refund you. I'd love to send you another one or, or whatever. I feel like that's just at the heart who I am. Like I want to communicate and sometimes I don't even do it well either. Yeah. And I think that's the time to say, hey, we're human. Give each other the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. That will go the extra mile in your communicating with with a future vendor that you'd like to work with or a photographer that you'd like to work with. However you're hearing this, just communication and being open with each other and your expectations. That will go the distance. I love that. I think a lot of times we get into trouble when when there's assumptions or when there mm. is th- that lack of clarity. Um, because truly, mm. like the only probably the only vendors I've ever really worked with, Trey, has been you. <laughs> because also, because I'm really like, I forget to tag people and I, then I feel awful. Like I am like mortified. So I'm like, can I just pay for everything? Because... <laughs> 
I just I'm can't remember. Forget. And it's not because I'm like mean or malicious or like trying to like I'm just like right. I forget. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. We're human. We're all but then, human. But then I will think about it till the end of time that I forgot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Because we internalize everything. Yeah. And yeah. then I feel like that even makes it worse because you can't yeah. stop thinking about like that thing that you didn't do perfectly right. And then you're like, yeah. oh, now I don't ever want to talk to her because I didn't tag her that one time. And she probably and she didn't hates even notice. Me. And I didn't even know that you didn't do the thing. But you're like over here going, oh my gosh, yeah. I can't. I, know. I can't it's ever so buy anything or do anything for her again. So I think I we just that. need to get over ourselves a little bit. Yeah. And just realize that we're all human. Give each other yeah. some more grace and yeah. communicate. Yeah. And I think also for, you know, the new up and coming photographers or, you know, if you have vendors that are starting to reach out for, out to you, is just really being clear on the expectations. Um, because, well, actually, that's not true. When I was first getting started, I had someone send me a bunch of stuff that I didn't even know that was coming in the mail. That, that was the weird part. It was like, hi, like, can you send me your address? And I was like, oh, I don't know why, but sure, I guess. I got all the stuff in the mail, and um, and then I got like within a week, like hate mail, Ooh. and like I hadn't posted anything. That's uncomfortable. But I hadn't even had a session. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm so confused. So I just ended up sending everything back. So I right. think just being like clarity is just mm. you need uh-huh. to have it if you want to have it. Like, and don't look at a vendor like you're getting free stuff. It's 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 a relationship. Yes, that feels right. really gross for us. Gross. I want to say <laughs> yes. when yes. so when I get emails that are just like, "Hey, do you do trades?" No, and I've never seen you before in my life. So maybe say your name and hi, and and you know I think too like it's easier when you have some sort of jumping point, right? Where you've purchased from this person before, you really admire their work, you're like hanging out in their VIP, just a little bit of a relationship before you jump into the big ask. That's always, that That feels better. I think so too. And I think it's, it's so important. I think it's, I love that we're having this conversation because it's really been on my mind for years, but also because this whole new like influencer thing, and yes. I can see how photographers could start trying to take that and take advantage of, mm. you know, whatever industry, like whatever small businesses. And it makes me so concerned that this yes. isn't sh- what we should be doing. Like treat people kindly because yes. we're kind people. Yes. And I yeah. feel like it can be really difficult because I am in both realms. So I see yeah. the photographers in the teaching group saying, charge more, you're worth more. You are worth you, baby. And I am there with you. You are yep. worth you, baby. Yep. Yes. However, when you say that you should get something for free from me, that doesn't feel like you're valuing the other artists in your realm. And especially if I see that you're raising your prices, but you don't want to pay mine, it just, mm, the math doesn't quite add up and it feels really yucky. Yeah, agreed. Thanks for giving me space to say that. Mm -hmm. I feel like (laughs) I am like the voice of a multitude of people behind me. I feel a little bit like Moses, you know, yep. I just want to be able to say that in a safe space where we just want you to love us and want to pay for our art too, just like you want to be paid for yours. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> As I for- like mic drop. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for giving me the space to be the voice 
for everybody. And I, I and I hope that you fellow artists will receive that well. Yeah. I mean, I know our audience will. We right. got good we got good humans. Yay. <laughs> I want to talk about inspiration for creating new and unique items for your shop. So what gets what get like how where are you finding these ideas? How do you get those juices flowing? Now, I feel like if I was like super fancy and I'd be like, oh yeah, the museum or <laughs> somewhere where I draw my inspiration, um, I will be really, really transparent. Um, my workspace is a giant disaster and it just has anything and everything. I'm not going to take a picture because it's not a beautiful mess. But I love looking at chaos and making something beautiful out of it. Mm. There's a part of that that feels like partnering with Jesus, with God, with that act of creation of taking a mess and making something beautiful. And I started designing a lot more headbands and I love to make florals. I love to do dried things and and mix textiles and fabrics and different things like that. But I love making something beautiful out of a ball of yarn or a ball of nothing. And then as far as inspirations, you know, now that I'm a mom, I'm definitely a lot more inspired by my kiddos and the different colors that I feel like they look good in. That's why I really love earth tones and pastels and neutrals. Um, That's what I put my kids in. That's what I'm drawn to. And I feel like it looks good on a majority of people. So there's a little bit of method to my madness of what things I choose to use, um, trying to complement the majority of skin tones. So then you guys can use your stuff with the majority of babies that you get. So it's not just like, hey, I'm going to pick that up from Joanne's. You know, there's a little (laughs) more thought that's going on. Joanne's got great stuff. Don't, don't, don't want to bad mouth her. She's, she's great. But you know, really just thinking a little bit more one step further for you. Um, but yeah, my little people, when I started devotions, I didn't have little people, No, you know, and now Scarlett is going to be six. What? What? Yes. I've known you for like 10 years now. I think. No, I know. I'm teaching her how to read. We're homeschooling. It's like this whole nother land of amazingness and she's like a little person she was always a little person but yeah you know she's just definitely coming into more of who she is and it's exciting oh and amazing but yeah I definitely choose a lot of my girly colors based on yeah. what I dress her in and then Asher he's gonna be two and less than three weeks and I'm not ready oh he's getting so big so fast yeah. but he's definitely my inspiration for boy stuff I yeah. I love to create hats and bonnets and different things for boys because I feel like they're a challenge for you guys. It's very difficult to do boy stuff cute. And so I try to pick different um, textured yarn to work with Mm -hmm. um, and things that are very timeless so that you can use that. I know. I mean, Lisa, I know you have stuff from like 10 years ago. I do. And I still use it. Mm -hmm. I'm not joking. I still do. (laughs) Because I want to be a staple. I want it to be something that you use every time because it's that classic White bonnet, cream bonnet, beige, yeah. olive, you know, stone blue, whatever. I want to be a staple. You know those, um, I think, oh gosh, this may have been like 2013, 2014. You made the bonnets with the fur. Oh, yeah. I still do that. Still use those. Like mm-hmm. winter babies, all my winter mm-hmm. babies get the white one with the white fur mm-hmm. on the white blanket. Yes. It's my favorite. My yes. favorite. Yeah. They stopped <laughs> selling that yarn. At the place I was getting it from, and I looked all over the internet, and I found one supplier. Ah. It's guys, it's 
made from actual bunny fur. So it <gasps> just has a halo like it's, no other. It's unreal. Yeah. It's I love it so much. <laughs> amazing. And I'm like, can you come out with another color? Because I have beige, I have white, I have soft yeah. pink. Yeah. I have all three. <laughs> just I'm like, come on, make bunnies in different colors. <laughs> I love that. So you were one of the very first prop shops to start creating subscription boxes. Yes. So can you share how they work and what someone might expect? Yes. So the thing that I love about subscription boxes is that you're going to get a surprise in the mail every month. I do have different levels of subscriptions. Right now I offer a studio box, which can have a layer in it, which could be a blanket or a wrap or a fringe layer or a sweater layer. It'll have a couple wraps in it, maybe a bonnet, some headbands. Everything will coordinate together or be the seasonal. Um, And you can pick from neutral, pastel, earth tone, or jewel tone so that you know that these are stuff that you're, you know, you're bound to use if you you know, choose the right one. Um, and I definitely, I hate being roped into a long subscription. Mm -hmm. So I don't have better prices for if you're with me longer, it's just, you know, the flat 99, this is the studio box. This is what you get every month. Um, and then I have a headband subscription as well, which is extremely popular. You get, you get four (laughs) headbands. Um, and you know, it's really fun because it allows me to be very creative and you get to have something fun and new. And the price point for that is 55. So, so people reasonable. are loving that yeah. price point. And then I love because I know I'm going to have this many subscription boxes to fulfill. These are the, you know, 10 headband styles or 20 headband, you know, however many I'm creating with a purpose. And then you get a fun surprise in the mail. What's not to love about that? Yeah. Um, And when I first started offering that, it, it kind of exploded and it was really, really exciting to watch that, um, just blossom and grow and to be kind of a forefront in the industry for that. Now other, other people are doing it too. And I think it's fun. I think it's a great way to add a little something extra to your prop closet and then let me take care of the design. You know, you don't have time to do the shopping. You guys are busy. Like Lisa, you just told me you were doing like eight things today. Do you have time to be like, I know I need a new neutral something for my setups right now. I, no. I message you and I'm like, hey, Trey, here's how much I want to spend. Can you just make me a whole bunch of stuff and then send it to me? Yes. That's what I do. Exactly. <laughs> and honestly, I love that because it lets me be creative and have freedom in my yeah. creativity. And I know, Lisa, we have a great relationship. And honestly, any of you want to shoot, hit me up for that. I That's my jam. Like it, it. It is so exciting. And I know you guys feel the same way when someone yeah. comes to you and they're like, listen, I, I want you to document my family. Yeah. <laughs> I trust you here. Just do whatever. This is your jam. Yeah. I know you're great at it. You know, let's go be creative. Yeah. It's yeah. so fun. It's so What's fun, right? Love? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. So what I love is prop vendors really are the OG trendsetters in the industry. So do you know when something is <sighs> going to take off? And do you have any insights on what's coming next? You know, I saw <laughs> this. I saw this and I really was like, oh my goodness. I feel like there are, like, we really went from being everybody's naked to like clothe the baby. Uh huh. And I feel like we might be back on a swing of like, 
let's get back into naked, naked. baby stuff. Yeah. Because it goes back and forth. We have ebb and flow, and I feel like we might be shifting back into a little more nudity, yeah. um, which I love outfits. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna keep putting my my tiny little things on babies. But I do wonder if we're about to go kind of back into a natural. And I do see that shifting a little bit in our maternity. And I feel like you start watching things shift in the maternity because people are wanting boho. They're wanting more natural. So it only makes sense that we're going to start wanting that a little bit more with our newborns. And maybe natural and boho doesn't mean nudity. Maybe it just means more natural clothing or more natural outfits or a a turning back to our roots and earthiness. That's kind of where I see things shifting I'm obsessed with props. I don't use a beanbag oh, for same. any of my sessions. I don't use. <laughs> I gave up the beanbag a long time ago before it was cool. Um, I was like, I want something to put the baby in that makes it adorable. And I love the little things like greenhouses that people have been mm-hmm. building. I yeah. love that trend. I wonder if more things like that are going to start happening yeah. where we're kind of building with the people that like the props, if we're going to go yeah. more prop heavy and the mm-hmm. people that like the own natural are going to go more. Like, yeah. I feel like there's going to be uh, immersive where we're like designing whole entire like greenhouses and stuff like yeah. that. And then we're going to have some folks that are really pulled into like this boho. Everybody is just feeling the love and, yeah. and I'm so curious, stuff. like what's beyond boho? Like I'm so curious. Well, I hope it's not a twist and it's like a weird punk rock, heavy, hard. <laughs> like, like rock babies. Yeah. 2022. Right. <laughs> like we, we swung um, into although, earthy. Can you and, imagine? Can you imagine if be... you started make like tiny little um like concert tees for babies? Mm-hmm. Oh, that oh, would be... or like or like mohawk mm-hmm. hats. We oh, could I actually did start mohawk hats. Oh, I, I did, did mohawk have hats. <laughs> I could do another I could go that way again. Oh um, my gosh, or like or like tattoo sleeves for newborns. <laughs> what's next i feel like or or like beyond boho what is like yeah. more earthy and right you know what is more earthy than than where we're already at with yeah. our fringe yeah. i don't know i love fringe i, I didn't know. i was like going against the macrame but i like texture so why i not? resisted the newborns and pants outfit like in outfits so hard like I was like "Mm, nope Mm. and now I'm like I need to put pants on everybody Mm -hmm. like it's so funny it's so funny right we just (laughs) swing one way or the other and just go with the flow yeah yeah and I do feel like the trendsetters are shifting too like we were definitely for a while there following a couple people who are no longer in the industry or have shifted themselves um so now there's Hmm, who's going to be that next person to come up with, you know, Just something the fun, different, different thing? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it could be anybody. That's the beautiful thing about this industry. It's so you, true. It could be you anybody. You don't have to be a big name no. with TikTok, with Pinterest, with Facebook and Instagram, the way things work anymore. You know, we we don't have to have a massive following. So that's inspiring yep. in itself. Mm-hmm. That's really exciting that we can be a trendsetter and you don't have to have like the national eyes on you no, or no. have a hundred thousand followers. Yeah. It's so true. So what has been some of the big lessons you've learned from being in this industry so long? Mm. Ebb and flow. Ebb mm. and flow is my biggest 
one and I'm probably going to try not to cry because I get really emotional when I think just about how this, oh my goodness, this business really, I did not intend to do this with my life. This was not on my radar. This was not my plan. And just how God grew it and made it be what it is. And, you know, I didn't think I would make six figures as a prop vendor. And, you know, when my husband was laid off and we really needed it to fill that spot, I didn't have kids. I was able just to pour everything into it and just to see the blessings grow and it explode out of nothing. was amazing. And you know what? I have to be really honest. It hasn't stayed that way. And I'm okay with that because ebb and flow in our lives. So maybe this is for you listening and you're like, oh, I'm not at the height of what I used to be, but maybe you're living that perfect dream life where maybe you don't need it to be that anymore. Mm -hmm. And it can shift and you can still be successful. You are as successful as you think you are. (laughs) So my success isn't tied to what I make or how many followers I have anymore. Mm -hmm. It's does this fit into my life? And is this the life that I want to be living? And I am so much happier than I was when I was fighting so hard to be number one or have the most followers or make the biggest income or, you know, have everybody's attention. And it's kind of crazy amazing. And I love the ebb and flow that we can have. I love the success is limitless. I love that um, anybody can be famous. I, I love that inspiration can take us anywhere. We can dream big and all those cliche things. But I love what I feel like it's taught me that success doesn't come from dollar amounts or followers. You know, success is really what we what we make it to be. (laughs) It's true. I love that. All right. You ready for the lightning round? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Or no. I don't know. (laughs) I'm so nervous. Okay. Coffee or tea? Uh, Coffee. What's for dinner tonight? <laughs> I should know what's for dinner tonight. Like, I, I, my side hustle is for cooking. I should know what's for dinner tonight. Uh, okay, so Wednesdays I don't have the kids, so we always have, like, leftovers. Or my husband cooks because he loves to make something fancy when the kids are away. So last night he made, like, smoked ribs, and I Ooh. made pulled venison because he hunts pulled venison um, stroganoff. So I'm like, I don't really need to like cook tonight because it's already done. And I found low carb noodles that taste magical. I will send you the link because they're life transforming. (laughs) (laughs) They're not made out of a vegetable. It's an actual noodle. (laughs) We'll put them in the show notes. (laughs) (laughs) We will put them in the show notes. (laughs) You will will need these noodles. (laughs) So last series you binge watched. Oh, The Chosen. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, you should watch it. You will cry. The third episode, I was drowning in tears of amazingness. It's so good. Side tangent. Have you seen um, uh, Ted Lasso? No. Oh my gosh, you gotta watch Ted Lasso. I cry every episode and my lash, lash, because I get my lash extensions, right? (laughs) And so my lash girl, she's like, okay, what's happened over the past two weeks? Like, is everything okay? Like, your lashes, you don't have the retention. I'm like, no. Like, she's like, have you been crying a lot? I was like, I don't think so. And I was like, I've been watching Ted Lasso. I cry every night. (laughs) She's like, you need to stop that. (laughs) For the sake of your lashes. 
don't watch this television no, show. No. <laughs> All right. I got to check it out. So last big indulgence for yourself. Last big indulgence. I was supposed to be lightning round. I'm like. It's all good. I'm not. I don't feel like I'm. I'm not an overly indulgent person for myself. Mm. I like doing things for others. Um, but the last thing that I did was I decided once a month, I'm going to have someone come and clean my house, deep clean the Mm -hmm. house. Favorite guilty pleasure? Dark chocolate or Mm -hmm. popcorn. It's usually, Mm -hmm. it depends on if I'm on my period. Do you put them together? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Mm. I'll send you my recipe. I love it. I was going to ask chips or ice cream. Mmm, chips. I like salt more than I like sweets. Me too. Favorite flavor? Favorite flavor of chips? Salt and vinegar. Have you had ketchup chips? Yes! <laughs> you guys do that real good. <laughs> what are they called? Wait, there's something. Are they called something all... Oh, all dressed. <gasps> they are the best chip in the whole world. Do you guys not have those in the States? We do not have those here, but <gasps> my friend from chips. Canada brings them to me. And sometimes we would get them on special occasions. I don't know, like Lay's was trying out something to see if we liked them. And I was like, we like them! And they were like, yes. mm, no, these are from Canada. <laughs> so I'm going to have to like illegally cross the border to get some of those chips. <laughs> if you would I like a vendor it. relationship with me and you're from Canada, chips. send me those chips. <laughs> we'll be paid in chips. <laughs> yes. I will happily receive all dress chips in lieu of payment. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So I love to to end my interviews with this last question and it is what are you currently artistically curious about hmm. that's a really good question um hmm. i have recently started watching youtubes on how to draw cartoon characters with scarlet and i I love how this guy breaks down these little characters that he draws and I am not really great at it, but I'm kind of loving it. I'm because I'm not an artist that draws. I think I'm drawn into it because he makes it so easy. Mm. So yeah, that is something that I feel like I am pursuing. (laughs) It's so crazy. Before dinner time, we get out our little notepads and Asher's taken his before dinner nap like his afternoon nap and for those last 15 minutes we draw alongside this artist who draws with his kids and these little cartoon things oh that's so great i love it <laughs> it's, it's so random seriously I well, love I'm, it. taking, I'm taking aromatherapy if choirs were back i would probably be singing in a small ensemble i really miss choral singing mm, i love that <laughs> well thank you for joining me today yes. buddy. <laughs> this was amazingly fun i feel like have you laughed this much during an interview? <laughs> no. <laughs> I just, I love, I, love, I love it so much. Thank you for letting me um, hang out for a little bit. And I do have a 10% off your first subscription box. Um, if you want to try them out, just send me an email um, with milk and honey as the subject line and I'll get you hooked up. Mm, thank you. Yeah, no problem. I love that conversation with Trey. She's always so hilarious and we just always have so much laughs. So I hope you enjoyed sitting in on our giggle fest. 
I am sending you so much light and love today and every day. We will see you next time.